0: You're listening to a podcast from Riverview Church in Boness, recorded during one of our Sunday gatherings. For more information about Riverview Church, or service times, or contact details, go to riverviewchurch.uk or find us on Facebook at Riverview Boness. So you'll be. really aware that Tom has been preaching a series throughout September and I think it's a series that's going to last rather a long time because I think we've had four weeks of it and we're at verse 8 of chapter 1 yeah Yeah, about there so it might be a little while but we thought it would be um, a good idea, quite fitting to look at how the church at Philippi actually came to be so um, Graham's read some of it this morning but I want you to uh, turn with me to Acts 16 and we're going to read from verse 6 um, through to verse 15. It says there, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia but the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Messiah and and went on to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. From Troas we put out to sea and sailed straight to Samothrace and the next day on to Neapolis. From there we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of the district of Macedonia and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer of purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who was a worshipper of the Lord. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house, and she persuaded us. So a couple of important things to note there. It's a man from Macedonia that appears in the vision and it's women who are meeting um, there in Philippi. And that's how eh, Paul came to be in Philippi in Macedonia. It wasn't where he and his friends were going or where they intended to go. But twice, Luke tells us they were stopped from firstly going to Asia. And then again, they were stopped from entering Bithynia. God had other plans for them. We don't know how they were stopped. But they all seemed pretty sure that 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 was not the way they were to go. And instead, Paul sees this vision of a man from Macedonia who says to him, come over here and help us. And he knows that this is God showing them exactly where he wants them to go and what he wants them to do. And you know, it's great for us that that happened because this takes Paul with the message of redemption to Europe for the very first time. I let, my imagine, I let my imagination run away sometimes and I really wondered what it would be like for us today if Paul had gone into Asia and not into Europe. It would have been an awful lot different, wouldn't it? Anyway, um, Paul and his friends do exactly as uh, God has told them and eventually they arrive in Philippi. And, um, Graham's already told us it was a Roman colony, but I really love history, so I'm gonna just do a wee bit of a history lesson here. So, um, Philippi was named after Philip of Macedon in the fourth century BC, and it actually started out as a Greek colony, um, and then it became a part of the Roman Empire, and finally, it was a Roman colony. Now, what the Romans did to make sure that city like that would remain loyal to Rome was they settled a lot of their um, army veterans. So they would go and it would become a, a Rome away from Rome if you like. And the way they got people to do that was they gave them some perks. So if you would go and live in Philippi, you didn't have to pay any taxes. So it was a reward for leaving their homeland. John Stott suggests that Philippi was the city Luke, Acts writer, came from. He says, Luke is expressing pride, and you can hear in his words in verse 12 from here we travelled to Philippi, a Roman colony, and the leading city of the district of Macedonia. There's real pride in his voice. It's like us when we describe Boness, isn't it? You know, the leading town in the district of Falkirk. Come on. Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, I know some of you live outside this beautiful, city, this beautiful town, Tracy, and I know you get a bit anxious when we just talk about God's coming and doing something in Bowness, but you know, you church here, so you've got a bit of a claim to being a Bownessian. And you know what, we can keep praying for you. That worked when we prayed for Helen. She lived Hall Glen, lives Bowness. So back to Luke who had great pride in Philippi, poor soul, he'd obviously never been to Boness, but enough said about that. You know, Paul had a really great way of getting himself noticed when he went to any new town on his missionary journeys. And usually that way of getting himself noticed ended up in him being flogged or thrown in prison. He would find a synagogue, he would get in there, and he would preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. It was never done in a corner with Paul. So he's arrived in Philippi, in Macedonia, and he's done exactly what God has told him to do, but he can't do his usual tack because there's no synagogue. But there was a place of prayer just outside the city gate. Well, it was about a mile away, next to the river Gangites. So on Shabbat, on Sabbath, Paul and his companions take themselves along to the place of prayer, to the prayer meeting. And Luke makes a point of telling us that this congregation was made up of only women, no men there. That would explain why there was no synagogue because there had to be at least a quorum of 10 men before a synagogue could be constituted. So Paul is sent to Philippi to a group of women. Wow, isn't that great? I was hoping for loads of amends from the women. (laughs) But these women, they're meeting together faithfully to pray each Shabbat because of their faith in the Jewish God. They believed he was the true God, the only God. And Paul and his friends go along to join them in worship and prayer. And then of course he has a chance to speak to them. And that's where we meet Lydia for the first time. And we see all that she found as she listened to God speak to her through Paul. So something we need to know about Lydia, she was from Thyatira, which is situated in the Hermes Valley on the other side of the Aegean within provincial Asia. Remember where did Paul want to go? Paul and his friends? They wanted to go to Asia. Where had God stopped Paul going? Asia. And here we have the first convert to Christianity in Europe. She's not Jewish, she's Gentile. She's not European, she's Asian. Don't you just love God's sense of humor? See, Lydia was searching for something more in her life. She knew something was missing. She was an extremely successful businesswoman. You know, we've heard, we we saw Abby wear the, um, the the purple cloak, but she specialised in that cloth, treated with an expensive purple dye. Only the elites were allowed to wear purple. Its price was beyond the ordinary people anyway, but purple was a sign of nobility, a sign of money but she knew something was still missing in her life. And so she went along each week to the place of prayer to worship God, believing and behaving like a Jew without ever becoming a Jew. She was sick of the idolatry and the emptiness that she found in her own nation's gods. So here it is, point one. Thank you, Susan. (laughs) Lydia found that her need was so great that she needed some place to go. So she was searching. Jeremiah 29 in verse 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And Lydia was searching with all her heart. She found the truth of those words for herself. She went searching and God opened, <coughs> sorry, God opened her inner eyes to see and believe in Jesus Christ through Paul's words. It was Paul's words but it was God's saving power. Lydia had found a place to pray and worship and now she found and met with the living God and her life was completely turned around. Sorry. (coughs) Number two. Lydia found salvation so great that she wanted others to know. See, verse 15, she confessed Christ openly and publicly by being baptized, not only Lydia, but the members of her household. And this is the second household we read about in the New Testament. In 1 Corinthians 1 and 16, Paul speaking says, I baptized the household of Stephanus. And now he baptizes the household of Lydia. There's a third one coming up in this chapter 16 of Acts. But that's a story for another day. Lydia's household is likely to have included servants. Remember, she was a really successful businesswoman, and she'll have had quite a number of servants to wait on her. It might have included her children if she was a widow, but she definitely doesn't seem to have been in Philippi with a husband. We don't know, but we do know this must have been household salvation because Paul would not have baptized anyone simply because they were of a household. He would only have baptized those who came to faith, saving faith in Jesus. So Lydia is very publicly proclaiming her faith as she's baptized. And we don't need to wonder about the impact that had on others. As we can skip to verse 40 of the same chapter, There's a lot more excitement to come between this baptism and verse 40, which says they, that's Paul and Silas, went to Lydia's house where they met the brothers and encouraged them. So this church is growing very quickly. There's now an established church with converts and there's now men have been added to the ranks. Hallelujah, they eventually cottoned on. Lydia wanted to share what she had found to be life changing. She wanted to share the good news that Jesus changes lives and he still does today. The third and final thing Lydia found was that her blessing was so great that she let her joy overflow. She implored Paul and his friends to stay at her home. Her joy made her hospitable. She wanted to know more, she wanted to grow in her faith, and the scripture says she insisted they stay for as long as possible. She'd been searching for this God, the true God, and now that she'd found him, she wanted to know all she could about him. She didn't have a New Testament like we have to go to. She needed to hear, and she was going to make sure that she had Paul stay to speak with them. She already loved to be with other believers, but this was another league. She really showed in her desire to give hospitality that her faith was real. And we know the church started in her home. She didn't just give to the leaders, though. She was open with her resources for all believers. This this is a real evidence of her faith. You know, there's such blessing to be had given and received in hospitality. We've been so not able to meet together for such a long time and and we've missed that because it's so good just to be with each other and to share with each other. It strengthens bonds, it blesses in so many ways. It's the best way to get to know each other properly. That's why we're having lunch together today. It's not just Tom needs some puddings. It's really, you know, it's about us getting together and having time to stop and just chat. So, you know, we'll have time to sit together and, and, and chat, but there's time to share how we're really doing. And that's really good. So let's make time to really bond together. So we stay strong in him, and so that this town and the places that you live we'll see that we belong to Jesus, and he's really important to us. Lydia, an an Asian woman, was the first convert in Europe. It was always God's plan to bring the nations, people that bring about his kingdom from every nation, from every uh, tribe, from every clan, from every tongue, and his plan is still the same, and he does it through people, his people, He does it any way he wants, because he's God, the one and only God. I love the story of Lydia, because I realized that God had been at work in her life for a good time before she came in contact with Paul. She was Asian, yet living as a Jew without being Jewish. No synagogue, just a group of women meeting outside the city walls, helping and encouraging each other. God was leading her to the point where she would hear the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and she would know for certain it was truth. Maybe that's where you are this morning, coming to church, but never really giving your life over to God. So maybe God has been speaking to you this morning. Maybe that's the reason why you're here this morning. Allow the Lord to open your heart to his word. I promise you, as Lydia would too, You will never regret it. If you're doing this or you want to do it, then come and speak to one of us, one of the leaders here at the end of the service because we'll be happy to point you to Jesus. He's the one who loves you, cares for you, who is always there for you. So may God richly bless you.